feel so loud. Anyway, uh, Stab, have you heard Stab before? No. Why are you just you just like Bill? Are you friends with Bill? Are you are you do you follow his Instagram thing where he smokes drugs out of uh, out of foods? Yeah. It's what? It's in? It's an in thing to uh, have drugs out of foods and stuff? Yeah. What do you got right there? That I got out. some Chinese food. Why don't you... <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you smoke some crack out of my... <laughs> out of my chow mein? <laughs> <laughs> chow fun and we chow. have a deal. So there's some chow fun right there. Uh-uh, Here. No, I'm you, why, don't you, why don't you freebase my pho? <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. Thank you very much. Don't de- <laughs> quit degrading what I do for a living. Why don't you? <laughs> it's 2019. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience. You guys. In a show called... Welcome to Zeb um, here at uh, 1710 Broadway, Sacramento, California, 95818. If you want to send us some mail, that'd be nice. Are <laughs> uh, you ready to meet your contestants? Bill Wallace, right Sacramento Dabber. I know, shut up. <laughs> Melissa McGillicuddy. Thank you, hi. Ryan King. Hello. Jesse Jones. And uh, I'm your host, John Morris Ross IV. Yeah. Fuck you, Zach. What, what's going on? Is there snapping? There's snapping going on. All right, I guess. All right, that was confusing. Thank you. I'm sorry. Can I get my beverage, please? <laughs> I, just, I, I just saw. I just saw them down here with uh, with their beverages, and I wanted to share in the cock tin. <laughs> in the what? Read your read the top of the be- the cans. Bang. It's got cock tin in it. Oh, it does have cock. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is cock tin? We're the Bang Energy Drink Group here. Oh. Bang Bros. <laughs> <laughs> it's got cock tin in it. It's got ten cocks in it. What yeah. is cock tin? I don't know. It's like the new uh, guarana or taurine. Yeah. Super creatine. I mean, if you're going to be doing a commercial for whoever you bought your Thai food from, then I'm going to I'm going to get a sponsorship from Bang. My Thai food. This is Vietnamese food, you racist. Long out your Bang. Yeah. Well. So is this the show? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is all getting cut out. All right. Well, Bang Tan guys. <laughs> All right, um, welcome to Stab. Let's meet our contestants, Bill Wallace. What's up with you? Chilling, man. Just chilling. Okay. <laughs> Melissa, I was pretending to forget your name, and then I forgot your name while pretending <laughs> to forget cute. your name. No, it's cool. What's your deal right now? Just chilling. Just chilling. You can't say that too. Yeah. Well, no, we're both chilling. You're both chilling. All right. Look how chill I am. You're so chill. <laughs> you guys are a couple of chills. 
Uh, Ryan King. Hello. Hello we've, there. We've never met. No. <laughs> I feel like we're the two alpha males in here. Oh, let's um, we need to pose fight. at let's each fight. other. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's fight. Let's fight. Who do, you think, yeah. who do you think would win in a fight between me and Melissa? Um, Miguel, Miguel Cuddy? Yeah. Um, no, Etheridge. <laughs> oh. Um, well. Oh, what, Melissa. McCarthy. <laughs> McCarthy. <laughs> Melissa, how many Melissas can we name right I, now? Let's ooh. see if we can. Oh. Every Melissa versus you? Melissa. Via Senor. Wait, that's not her name. Melissa. Um, God, that's weird. There's not no. a lot of. <laughs> There's the just the three. Little House on the Prairie. I can't think of her name. Well, isn't the one the like uh, the one the girl on uh, Roseanne? Isn't that one of that's Melissa one of, Gilbert? That's Melissa Gilbert. That's yeah. 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 Her sister Sarah Gilbert was on Little House on the Prairie. No, Sarah Gilbert is on oh, Roseanne. Okay, okay. Actually, Melissa McGilbert is McGilbert. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa McGilbert. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, Ryan. Thanks for being here. Oh yeah, chilling. I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. I appreciate. Um, you taking a chance on us. Oh, thank you. <laughs> really, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for phrasing it that way. You're welcome. Uh, Jesse Jones. Chill. <laughs> you know, Jesse Jones and I are uh, in a weird marriage. We're business partners, yeah. and we can't get divorced because there's a lease keeping us together. No, I'm kidding. No. Not really. Not, I'm not the only really. name yeah, on the lease, could. so you we're can both fuck on off. The, we're both on the business license. That's true. I will take this place with you me. You guys just love each other. Oh, man. Are you really going to take the powerhouse name Stab away from me? That's right. It means everything to yeah. <laughs> So how's the business going? It's going well. Business is well. Uh, our, our business mates that were in the other room called the Ribbing Loom, they have moved to a different location, and now we're taking over the front. I know there's just chairs in there right now, mm. but there's going to be all kinds of shit in there. Carnival rides, <laughs> um, a couch maybe, <laughs> a bean bean toss. We're going to have a bean tosses. Yeah. Bean ba- not bean just, bag tosses. Just a bean. Just, just, a bean. <laughs> just throwing beans. Throw beans at each other. Just handfuls of beans. Yep. That'll be fun. Cooked and dry. Yep. However you want them. It'll be good. And we'll, no, we're going to have a little stage on there and then, you know. Yeah. Presents, <laughs> but uh, you guys, oh. thank you for thank you for being here. Let's uh, let's go ahead and um, oh yeah, let's play. We're still stab. doing this. <laughs> let's play stab. You guys feel that? <laughs> mm. This first segment is called reorganization. Uh, please take the following acronym and reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Um, in celebration of it being, in celebration of it currently being Brain Awareness Week, today's acronym is Synapsis. S Y N A P S I S. Bill, what does Synapsis mean to you? Uh, it now means save your napkins and plastic spoons. It's smart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this this guy is like a like a grizzled middle-aged uh, southern man. All right. Telling telling this. Okay. So I guess I could have just started. You would have picked that up. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna want to start saving all your napkins and spoons, okay? You see, when most people go out to eat, they throw out their used napkins and plastic spoons, probably because they think that's what they're supposed to do. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
The truth our government doesn't want you to know is that napkins have at least three good uses in them before they're worn out. And after that, they make perfectly good toilet paper. Sure, I may get a bit of old mustard or a stray chili bean from the day before in my crack each morning. But I've never heard old rim job Randy complaining about a free meal while he's doing what he keeps asking me to call the human bidet. Wow. And don't even get me started on the plastic spoons. Did you know, did you know <laughs> that they do not degrade? Do you know what that means? That means that in a thousand years, that plastic spoon is still going to be a spoon, which is great because in a thousand years, plastic spoons and used napkins and or toilet paper will be the currency. You watch. You just watch. You'll be like, wow, I thought that guy was fucking nuts, but he was totally fucking right. Holy shit. So yeah, start saving your... Napkins and plastic spoons, because it's smart. <laughs> Very good, Bill. That's what synapses means to you. Very good. You gotta do better than that crowd. Okay. <laughs> Melissa, synapses. What does it mean to you? It means show yourself new and positive stories in space. Okay. Right. John, uh, I'm super excited to be able to talk with you today about the new program that NASA is launching. No pun intended. <laughs> if you're always saying to yourself, I love spending time on social media and watching YouTube videos, but I want to filter out all the negative stuff and just see positive and uplifting stories, posts, and videos. If you want to do all that and be in space, then this program is for you. If you would like more information, you can check us out online at www.nasa.gov slash mission underscore pages slash synapses slash main slash about slash index slash hashtag GID equals 16157790740.html. Very good. Blows up. And what's that web address again? <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. All right. Ryan King. Yes. Hello. Oh, okay. What I'm, does synapsis mean to you? Uh, yeah, I'm glad you asked. Um, I have to get into it. Synapsis stands for, so you now are probably stuck in swamp. <laughs> A 1950s educational video educating today's young Americans on the dangers of getting stuck in swamps and what to do if you find yourself stuck in one because, just like communism, getting stuck in a swamp is a real threat Americans face. If you or someone you know gets stuck in a swamp, just follow the eight easy steps of Sinassus so you now are probably stuck in swamp and you'll be swamp-free in no time. S. Search your surroundings. Y. Yell. <laughs> N nap take a nap it's important to be well rested capitalism can't run on a tired workforce haha <laughs> A analyze P pray to God he will help you it's the 1950s S snack time <laughs> that's <laughs> I insult insult the swamp <laughs> call it names like chucklehead or fuss budget <laughs> S is for sing 
Lift your spirits up with a rousing rendition of My Country, Tis of Thee. <laughs> That's all for today. Do your duty as an American. And remember, the threat of getting stuck in swamps is very real. <laughs> very good, Ryan King. Very good. Jesse Jones, what does synapsis mean to you? Yeah, Susan... I've been volunteered by the rest of the office to come and to speak with you. <laughs> I think you know what this is about, so I'll just get right to the point here then. So, you never acknowledged Peter's sexual innuendo, Susan. <laughs> and you know, everyone in the office, we were all wondering how to take that. Are you being coy? <laughs> Did you not want to seem too into it? Are you playing hard to get? Were, were you waiting for just the right moment to, you, you know, throw yourself at him? Because, you know, Peter's a really good catch. And it was a corker of an innuendo. <laughs> I mean, I'm not embarrassed to say it gave me a little howdy in the downstairs just overhearing it. So... Well, I guess we just expect, I don't know, we weren't sure what to expect, but it was, it was quite the erotic zinger, so I'm not sure what we were expecting, like collectively, but you know, not silence. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're just worried that the lack of response, well, it, it connotates a potential negative reaction, and uh, well, we, we, just, we just all hope you're not a stuck-up bitch. <laughs> and that you'll take the comment in the spirit it was intended. You know, sexy and playful, not like predatory. <laughs> I guess that's our main worry, that you've taken it poorly. We all just, I, I mean, I guess we assumed you were cool. Like, cool? <laughs> if it bothered you, then obviously it bothered us and Peter's a monster. But we hope that's not it. Because we're all sort of a fan of Peter and his devil-may-care, fast-and-loose style of mild workplace harassment <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> Delivered with a twinkle in the eye and just a subtle, seductive lick of the lips. You know, just enough to make you really feel special. So, yeah, um, we're just hoping to get some sort of read on your reaction to his cleverly worded comment about your succulent boob meat. <laughs> with a fun wink to your vagina triangle. You know. We're all uncomfortable with the uncertainty. We're having a real hard time getting a read based on your reaction. So, anywho, that's it. We're just hoping for some clarification since you never acknowledged Peter's sexual innuendo, Susan. <laughs> that was... Reorganization. That brings us to our second segment. Uh, Seth, do you have something to share with the class? Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Here, dip it in my chow mein. All right. <laughs> that did sound like a sexual innuendo. Why don't you dip it in my chow mein, boy? Okay. This brings us to our next segment called the top three Google searches of... Uh, please have composed three Google searches, three of the top Google searches, from the perspective of the following person, that person being uh, Zombie Luke Perry. Zombie Luke Perry. 
go ahead and start that off. Bill, do one at a time. Who am I? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, What's one weird trick to get rid of forehead wrinkles? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have acting positions for real zombies. (laughs) (laughs) Positions. (laughs) I happen to know that uh, Luke Perry, even while undead, was a huge fan of wordplay. So these were the for real three Google searches. If I had even a slight aroma of green anju or say Bartlett, would I be Luke Perry? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. His girlfriend gets it. (laughs) All that matters. Bill. Am I related to Steve Perry? (laughs) (laughs) Who is playing Dylan McKay in the 90210 reboot, and what is his address? (laughs) Asking for a friend. (laughs) Ryan? Are there any zombie porn sites out there? Now that I'm a new zombie, I feel weird doing my business masturbating to alive people porn. I kind of feel like a reverse necrophiliac, and I don't want to go down that hole. So again, any zombie porn out there, T-Y-T-Y. Very good. If I had developed a brand new way to ward off attack in fencing, and someone were to name it after me, would it be a Luke Perry? I got that one. <laughs> yeah, oh, very good. good. Very good. Am I related to Matthew Perry? <laughs> <laughs> you really not know who he is? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Melissa. Uh, the music video for Twisted Sisters, Be Cruel to Your School. <laughs> Quick side story. Um, I actually Googled zombie Luke Perry. <laughs> <laughs> to try to get inspiration. Um, and it turns out that Luke Perry played a zombie in Twisted Sisters Be Cruel to Your School. No way. Which was banned because the video one was, it was so gross. I guess the producer said it could, quote, never be fixed <laughs> for public viewing. And then I think it was also around the time Thriller came out, so they really couldn't compete with that. <laughs> anyway, just some fun facts for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. When season three of Glow, the Netflix original series about lady wrestlers in the 80s? <laughs> Fair. It's very explanatory Google searches. <laughs> Not leaving anything. A lot of exposition in this. <laughs> Jesse. If I had a twin brother and our parents were lazy and named us the same thing, <laughs> would we have been a Luke Perry? <laughs> That's the end of that one. Very good. I hate, I hate the zombie Google searches. <laughs> We are three-fifths, well, we're two-fifths through the show. Okay. This third segment is called This Was Today Once, Wallace, comma, comma, Bill, 
Uh, on this date, 752, Pope Zachary died. <laughs> also on this very date, 1991, Sergei Bubka pole vaults to a record of 20 feet. How did you celebrate the two things uh, that I just said together? <clears throat> part of me, part of me thinks that this whole segment is just a John's way of like just taking out some of his aggression. On. <laughs> this is the hardest thing to write for in the, in the entire universe. This bit, I don't feel like I've been shy about that. Um, <laughs> anyway, Pope Zach. Or Pope Zach Attack, as he referred to himself, was was the chillest of all popes. <laughs> he, was, he always had rad board shorts. <laughs> always hooked up with the flyest nuns. <laughs> he was like, if you're pope, it's not illegal. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. One day, his people killed him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he walked in, sat cool teacher style in the chair. <laughs> and had a rap sesh with his peeps. You know, he turned his big weird hat around backwards, which didn't really work because there's like a back flap on the back side of it, so that was just hanging <laughs> over his face. So he had to keep. <laughs> and uh, anyway, they wanted him to ask God all kinds of questions that he wasn't chill with. And <laughs> so they threw a bunch of rocks at his head until he died. And then. Um, <clears throat> And then, <laughs> and then 1,300 years later, some Ukrainian dude with a big stick jumped super high. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, five months later, I was born. So <laughs> That didn't really go into any kind of celebration, but yeah, that's, that's very, what I wrote. Very good. I liked it. Thank you. Good job. Right. Thanks. You don't... Yeah. You don't have to follow the rules on this show. I anymore. know that. I know, okay. yeah. Very good. Okay, I got you. <laughs> Melissa. John. Today is National Shoe the World Day. Did you know that? I do now. Also on this very date, 1987, the 13th People's Choice Awards is hosted by Bill Cosby. How did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Very carefully, John. <laughs> <laughs> really focusing on the National Shoe the World Day and not so much celebrating Cosby in any way, shape, or form. First, I googled National Shoe the World Day because I needed to know if this was actually a typo or if I was dealing with some sort of tragic pun. Uh, it turns out Shoe the World Day is a real thing, and I have to admit, knowing nothing about this day, I initially thought it was a day for shoe shopping, <laughs> which I fully support. Uh, but after reading that National Shoe the World Day is, uh, is created to bring awareness to everyone across the nation of the incredible need to help those people around the world that do not have shoes to wear, and then to take action in helping, I sort of felt like a dick. <laughs> as I was quite excited to buy a pair of Doc Martens or some sensible sandals. 
So then I changed gears and decided not to eat any Jello products for the rest of the day. <laughs> I did not eat them in a house. I did not eat them from a mouse, with a mouse, <laughs> or from a mouse, if you're into that sort of thing. I did not eat them here or there. I did not eat them anywhere. Jello products. Thank you. Leah. Very good. Ryan King. Yes. Great name. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> On this date, 2013, American Grammy Award winning rap artist Lil Wayne suffered a seizure <laughs> in California, and then he recovers, you know, in Los Angeles Hospital later. Uh, also on this very date, 1982, Nicaragua suspends their citizens' rights for 30 days. How about that, huh? That, yeah, that was, a, that was a doozy. Can you ask me the question? Because it's part of my... Certainly. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? I'm glad you asked, John Ross, <laughs> host of STAB. <laughs> Given that Little Wayne had a seizure and the government seized the rights of its citizens yeah. for 30 days, I wanted to celebrate by doing a little seizing of my own. A little unauthorized search and seizure, if you get my drift. <laughs> I robbed people, John Ross. Okay, that's how I celebrated, all right? I robbed people. I stole from them. I'm a crime boy now, John Ross. <laughs> Your prompt has sent me down a life of crime. <laughs> a spiraling black abyss with no light at the end. A deep, dark, deep, dark, wet well and there's no bucket or rope down in the well john how am i supposed to get out of the well without a bucket john you know what this is all your fault john ross host of stab your comedy prompt has inspired me to go out and commit crimes to celebrate my two most favorite occurrences all right i used to only commit fun and innocent crimes like opening a bag of chips and eating them while in line to pay for your sandwich even though the employees put up a sign telling you not to do that <laughs> But now, I sneak around people's front yards in the dead of night, like a filthy, disgusting rat boy. And I wait for my moment to steal into their homes and rob them of their possessions. I dress up as a postal worker and steal people's mail. There's a lot of steps involved in that. I hide in bushes with a fishing rod, and I hook people's wallets out of their back pockets, like they do in cartoons. This is who I am now. I can't look at my cat in the eye anymore. I can't fall asleep. I feel my sins crawling on my back. Shame on you, John Morris Ross IV, and your comedy podcast. Shame on you. Very good, Ryan. That was so Shame. funny. Ryan King, what a sucky name. Very good. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, very good, Brian. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jesse Jones. Yeah. Today is International Day Against Police Brutality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> just today. <laughs> also on this very date, 1965, TGI Friday's first restaurant opens in New York City. How did you celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Well, T-G-I-I-D-A-P-B, John. 
I mean, thank gosh it's International Day Against Police Brutality. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Didn't require a response. So I thought... You paused. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. That's fair. I thought, given our current location in Sacramento and current climate surrounding certain things oh involving our local constabulary... I thought it might be best if I just stick to pancakes today. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Friday's and ordered a simple no-frills stack of pancakes. Things started off fine. I'd eaten Friday's pancakes before. I was familiar. I was a familiar face in this Friday's. <laughs> I knew pancakes. Pancakes knew me. Had all the looks of what seemed like it would be an uneventful meal. Then, just as I'd finished buttering my stack in a move I thought innocent enough, I reached for my napkin. When I pulled it out from under my fork and spoon, it made a bit of a clatter. Before I knew it, I was surrounded by waitstaff. They were all shouting over one another, so I couldn't make out everything they were saying. It sounded like they were saying something about toast, but I didn't have toast, so I didn't know what was going on. I tried to show them my napkin, but somebody shouted, Hash browns! Hash browns! <laughs> And before I knew it, I was being pelted from behind by a barrage of breakfast meats. Sausage, ham, bacon. There might have been some scrapple. I can't be certain. It's just a hail of unprovoked pork. <laughs> Needless to say, I'm still a little shaken up. Thus far, no action's been taken against any of the waiters involved in this, this, despicable, this despicable act of breakfast. Though an investigation has been launched by the International House of Pancakes. <laughs> I've never not wanted to laugh more. <laughs> Let's just move on as quickly as possible. Wait, hang on, hang on one second. Is TGI Fridays like an all-day restaurant? <laughs> they serve breakfast and stuff? I assume. I I didn't actually go today, Bill. I, <laughs> I figured. You don't what? actually have to do the things that you say you wrote about. Say. It's, wow. All it's right. not a rule. All right. I mean, Ryan's not a crime boy now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> or he might be. I don't know. Yeah. My eyes are shifting. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, go ahead and go on to the fourth segment of the evening. Uh, the fourth of five segments. We're getting close. Someone's going to win. Uh, this next segment's called uh, Battle Wrap It. I've received a little backlash from this one. Uh, please have composed a battle rap verse against, a battle rap verse or two against the following. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll wait. All right, uh, Bill, let's hear your battle rap against the elderly. Okay. Do you need a beat? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's just, all right. Um, <laughs> fuck old people, I don't like you at all. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your saggy ass titties and your hanging ass balls. <laughs> fuck the stupid little chairs that you keep in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and your boring ass stories when we run out of power. 
Better yet, Grandma and Grandpa, take a sit. I'm about to teach you something you probably won't forget. <laughs> Your generation caused a bunch of shit that we're dealing with today, and it's a little too convenient. You're just withering away. <laughs> <laughs> so, at least for this person, at least in this song, you're gonna sit the fuck down and listen to what you did wrong. <laughs> First, a list of things that never should have been creamed. <laughs> Yet in grocery stores today, you'll find each one of these things. Cream of mushroom soup? Who eats that shit? Oh, look, a fungus on the ground. We should cream that shit. It's gross. And creamed corn makes me want to scream and shout. Looks like some corn a dude was eating and then spit it back out. <laughs> Disgusting. Don't get me started on your shitty driving habits. You should have learned to drive a car while you were busy creaming cabbage. <laughs> Which lane are you in? And are you turning or not? No, yeah, it's cool. I've got an hour to wait for you to back out of this spot. <laughs> Look, since your generation already has all of the money, here's an idea for you that might just sound a little funny. Stop it. Just call a lift, and one of us will pick you up and take you to the canned food aisle to show you exactly how you fucked up. <laughs> Very good, Bill. That was good. That was funny. They, they've been uh, needing that for yeah. decades. I'm going to play this for all of I'm just going to walk through old folks' homes playing this. You're going to get SoundCloud money for that. <laughs> I think that's how that works. So, okay, well, uh, <laughs> Melissa... Yes, John. There was a little confusion. Uh, there was. No, it was funny because I messaged John this morning. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if I was supposed to write. Like, I understand. I've seen 8 Mile, all right? <laughs> right. I know how rap. But I was like, okay, so if Bill and I were rap battling, right? Am I, like, talking shit? So my category is your mom. It, her mom. She has to rap battle. But my mom. mom. So I wasn't sure if I was rap battling, talking shit about someone else's mother. You could talk shit about my mom if you need to. Or my someone. own mother. No, no. And so John was like, hello, white person. Yeah, no, here's, <laughs> hello, John. Question about one of the prompts for tonight's show. I'm not hip to the world of rap battles. <laughs> so, so am I writing a verse or two that would be taking, talking shit about my opponent's mother? And I said, hello, white person. <laughs> Smiley face. Uh, You'd be talking shit about the other person or thing. Just insulting with rhymes. And then you said, but the thing is, your mom. <laughs> so I figured that would be talking shit about my opponent's mom, right? Or my own mother. Your own mother. Gotcha. <laughs> I didn't mean it with that tone. Oh, man. I did think it was funny. I'm not hip. No, well, I, I'm glad I followed up because it was really throwing me off the part about against the following. So I was like, that doesn't seem to me that I would be battling. We've said too much, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. Okay. We, uh, we have editing okay. Um So let's hear, let's hear you battle rap your mom. Okay. Um, <laughs> yo, mom. <laughs> People always say you're bald, old, and fat. <laughs> And I gotta say, I agree with that. <laughs> you hella fat. P-H-A-T. <laughs> you worked really hard to make a good life for me. <laughs> and here I am on stab, disrespecting thee. <laughs> 
<laughs> you were terrible at cooking, and when you weren't looking, I threw away that nasty-ass dinner in the trash, because I didn't want you to think you wasted that hard-earned cash. <laughs> My rap battle was a lot shorter than Bill's, so that's... Very good. That was... I just watched Eight Mile a lot more times than you. (laughs) I just saw it that once in the theater. Yeah, (laughs) you paid for it. Very good. Uh, Ryan King. Yes. Uh, Let's hear your rap battle against an egg. Okay. Um, There's an audience participation part, like in the end. Perfect. Or just like be ready for that, I guess. All right. Um, I'll like. I'll like well, I'll do this and then you'll I will figure it out. It'll, <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> it's like the beginning of every rap concert. You yeah. there's some steps later. <laughs> oh God. I love to rhyme. I love to toke. This battle rap is no yoke. Today my opponent is an egg. He's about to lose an arm and a leg. This egg and I have history. I'm about to make him history. I hate this egg. He ruined my life. I hate this egg. He fucked my wife. How does an egg fuck, you say? I don't have the time to talk about that today. All I know is that this egg is toast. Scrambled eggs taste good on toast. I hate this egg. He fucked my wife. Now my life is in strife. My wife has custody of the kids. That's bullshit. I have rights, too. They all left me. Toodaloo. That's okay, I'll see you in court, I'll sue. This egg is now raising my kids, and I don't like that at all. This This egg thinks he's a better parent. I think he's wrong, and that's apparent. Scrambled, runny, or over easy. This egg's a dirt bag, man, he sure is sleazy. I hate this egg, he ruined my life. I hate this egg, he fucked my wife. Everybody, I hate this egg, he ruined my life. I hate this egg, he fucked Just the ladies. I hate this egg, ruined my life. I hate this egg, he fucked. Now the fellas, I hate this egg, he ruined my life. I hate this egg, he fucked my wife. Very good. Uh, home wrecking egg, very good. Yeah. <laughs> this segment needs to be in every episode. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Jesse Jones. I don't want to do mine anymore. Let's, <laughs> let's hear your battle rap against zoo animals. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! We got you now. You're so big and ferocious, bet you're wondering how. <laughs> well, you might be quite a beast. But you're also hella dumb. You got your ass straight smoked by the opposable thumb. (laughs) No match for your strength, no match for your speed. We knew we'd have to use our brain for the edge that we'd need. (laughs) And while we might be slow, we ain't no fools. We knew what we had to do was start developing tools. (laughs) But is it wrong to catch you, put you on display? I think I'll leave that philosophical discussion for another day. For now, we'll just be watching you all hot and sad, probably dreaming about the freedom that you used to had. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Very good. That was Battle Rabbit. That brings us to our final 
um, segment of the evening. Oh, someone did it unprompt. That was nice. Very good. Uh, that last segment is called Movie Makeup. Uh, please have composed a synopsis based off the following made-up movie titles. All movie titles were brought to you by WordCounter.net's uh, random word generator. Uh, Bill Wallace, the name of your movie is called Solid Baby Implant. <laughs> Solid Baby Implant. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was super, super high when I... <laughs> When I was working on this, like, two hours ago, and uh, <laughs> I t- just totally forgot that it was, like, a comedy show, <laughs> and, I, and I, got, I got lost in this, the potential of this being, like, an actual movie, so uh, just know that going All in. All right. Okay. Um, solid baby implant. <laughs> Martha was just another prospective mother in the year 2357. <laughs> In the future, the government requires you to fill out an application for the right to have a child. Once your application is submitted, you're either granted your right to have a child or you're accepted into the PCA program, the Pre-Fertilization Competency Analysis Program. (laughs) (laughs) Each prospective mother accepted into the PCA program will have a series of solid baby implants, or SBIs, escalating in size over a nine-month trial period. The implants are fitted and mimic the hormonal effects of carrying a child as well as the physical. <laughs> this is, I want to see this. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> the hormonal effects as well as the physical. In order to determine the prospective mother's likelihood of successful childbirth, only one problem, Martha's third trimester SBI has started to move. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow her implant has come to life and wants out. (laughs) Now it's a race against time as doctors leave no stone unturned in their frantic search for answers before this baby is born, revealing revealing to the world the monsters science has created while trying to play God and and potentially killing Martha in the process. Agents of the PCA will do anything to stop this news from getting out, even if it means sacrificing Martha's life. All this and more coming to a theater near you this summer. SBI, Solid Baby Implant. <laughs> Very good, Bill. I feel like you could be in the Jurassic Park family. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, Melissa McGillicuddy, the name of your movie is called The Conscious Hush Parent. <laughs> the Conscious Hush Parent. The Conscious Hush Parent. Not to be confused with the conscious hush puppy, which someone may have done when they misread the conscious hush parent (laughs) as the conscious hush puppy. Perhaps this person was still thinking about National Shoe the World Day. Knowing that hush puppies are an American, internationally marketed brand of contemporary, casual footwear for men, women, and children, the shoes have been described as the classic American brush suede shoes with lightweight crepe soles. For the record, that person was not me. In fact, I am the conscious hush parent which is why I can't tell you about this film. (laughs) (laughs) The first rule about the Conscious Hush Parent Club is you don't talk about the Conscious Hush Parent Club. All I can say is that imagine if The Matrix, Inception, Fight Club, and The Usual Suspects got together and had a baby, 
and that baby grew up to be the conscious hush parent. <laughs> this film will be coming out directly to VHS this summer. That's all. Very good. <laughs> so Ryan King, the name of your movie is called <clears throat> Lunchroom Stick. Lunchroom Stick. From the studio that brought you Office Tumbleweed comes a new psychological thriller based on a true story about that one time a large stick ended up in the cafeteria. Lunchroom Stick. It's a quiet and peaceful day at Jefferson Middle School's cafeteria. The students are munching on pizza and slurping down chocolate milk. The teachers are enjoying a brief reprieve from the hardships of a career in education. <laughs> Everything is as it should be. That is, until it happens. <laughs> the doors to the cafeteria are open. The wind is howling. And in tumbles a large stick. From the outside, there's silence. And then pandemonium. What is this stick doing here? A stick in the lunchroom? That's not supposed to happen. What is its purpose? What does it all mean? Will life ever be the same again? As the staff and students grapple with an event that shakes the very core of their moral principles, spirits will be broken, humanity will be tested, and lunchtime will be forever change. <laughs> this summer, speak softly, carry a big stick, and witness the horrors of the lunchroom stick. <laughs> Very good, Ryan King. Very good. That voice, that voice sucks. That was, that was good. It sucks to do, I mean. Like, it sucks to do it for more than a minute. Did it hurt? <clears throat> Ryan? Is what I meant. I like your name again. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Jesse Jones, yeah. this is the last segment, or the last uh, little portion of the evening. Sure. Uh, Jesse Jones, uh, the name of your movie is called Flashy Daughter Prison. <laughs> <laughs> Flashy Daughter Prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> oh, come on. Just a boob. <laughs> I don't think I should. It doesn't even have to be the whole thing. Like an underboob's enough. Then, from the darkness, another voice. Ah, not so fast. Accompanied by a thunder thunderous strike of a generic public domain guitar riff, a figure <laughs> steps into the light. Adorned in a pair of wildly inappropriate bandoliers of rolled up titty mags, crisscrossing his chest. <laughs> And a comically oversized bottle of hand lotion holstered at his hip. <laughs> it's Adam Sandler. <laughs> Leading a group of overprotective fathers, taking this girl to flashy daughter prison, which, you know, mostly just means grounding her. <laughs> the flashy daughter prison squad, a group of overprotective fathers of daughters who've been friends since their youth, suddenly realize that it's up to them to protect their daughters from the same kind of shitty teen boys that they were growing up. <laughs> oh, and you know those teenage boys? 
Well, hold on to your fart sound effect. Because <laughs> it turns out that somehow they're the teenage versions of the fathers themselves. <laughs> Transported into the present day, going to their daughter's school, and apparently hell-bent on nailing their own future daughters. <laughs> what? Try not to think too hard about it. Because <laughs> the more you do, the less sense it makes, and the grosser it gets. <laughs> Flashy Daughter Prison, starring Kevin James, <laughs> right? Rob Schneider, yep. Chris Rock, yep. David Spade, Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler, <laughs> and Adam Sandler. <laughs> Is this another grown-up sequel? How would you know? You never watched the first four. Were there four? <laughs> How would you know? Let's just say there were, and this isn't a fifth one. Flashy Daughter Prison. Two? How the fuck would you know? <laughs> Somehow rated G, which makes it worse? <laughs> we think so. So will you. Coming to Crackle this fall. Wait, is it a TV series? Who the fuck knows? Very good. That was Stab. That's the end of the show. Uh, one more time for everyone you saw tonight. Bill Wallace. Yeah. Melissa McGillicuddy. Ryan King and Jesse Jones. Uh, if you'd like to hear more stabs, go to one of our many online outlets, the primary of which being Stab for Gold, Stab, the number four gold.com, or uh, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher and all that stuff. I've been your host, John Morris Rostafort. <laughs> <laughs>